Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The major storm hitting tonight, bringing heavy snow from Colorado to Wisconsin as a number of states in the south brace for tornadoes. Record-breaking snow shuts down a major highway in Colorado as a massive cross-country storm puts tens of millions of Americans in the path of dangerous weather, where the system is headed. Breaking news, the evidence discovered inside suspected killer Brian Koberger's apartment. Police say they found possible hair strands, a single glove, all the details tonight. Missing mom murderer with her husband under arrest, what police say is in his shocking search history, allegedly looking into how to dismember a body on his son's iPad. Tragedy in Ukraine. A helicopter crashes near a kindergarten, killing at least 14, including a child and the Ukrainian minister in charge of security. The growing school lunch crisis. Districts across the country are running up thousands of dollars in debt to feed hungry students. Here you go. What are you getting, Judy? And history made in Maryland. Tonight, Oprah Winfrey's message to the state's first black governor. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, there are new details in the case of that missing mom, her husband accused of murdering her. Well, he's being held without bail tonight, and investigators are now laying out a timeline of his alleged Google searches. And wait till you hear about it. The day of his disappearance at 4.55 a.m., police say Brian Walsh searched how long before a body starts to smell. 
plus that tragedy in Ukraine. More on that helicopter crash. President Biden and the First Lady sending their condolences tonight after 14 were killed, including the highest-ranking Ukraine official to die since the invasion began. But first, we want to touch on that weather threat that is facing tens of millions of Americans across the country. In Colorado, the biggest January snowstorm in more than three decades. It dropped a foot of snow in the Denver area. Interstate 70 was shut down in both directions after a multi-vehicle pileup. And in the south, there are reports of a tornado in southern Arkansas, four states on alert tonight, with tornado watches in effect. So for the very latest, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. Some severe storms like we saw produce damage in Arkansas could push their way into Tennessee and Mississippi through the rest of the evening, watching for strong winds and potential tornado touchdowns as well. That area highlighted in red most likely to see the storms. But here's the good news. That storm line looks to weaken as it pushes through Georgia and the Carolinas early tomorrow and through the day on Thursday. However, severe weather could rear its ugly head across the Ohio River Valley here, including places like Columbus, Cleveland, Detroit and Pittsburgh. That storm then pushes across the northeast through the rest of the day tomorrow. The snow is there from the upper Midwest over into the Northeast, where as much as five to eight more inches is in the forecast here. Then we watch for the next one that comes in toward the weekend and beyond as that low tracks along I-70 and eventually into the Northeast. Nora still looking for our first measurable snow of the season here in places like New York as well as Philadelphia. Could this be the one to do it? All right. Sounds like snow's on the way. Mike Bettis, thank you. Well, now to that horrific murder of a 39-year-old mother of three. Prosecutors today started laying out the evidence against her husband, Brian Walsh, beginning with his Internet history. One alleged search, can you face murder charges without a body? Well, Walsh is now facing murder charges. And CBS's Nancy Chen is outside Boston with the grim new details. Brian Walsh stood in court today, expressionless and mostly silent, as prosecutors alleged in gruesome detail how they believe he killed his wife, Anna, after searching divorces online in the days before she disappeared. Rather than divorce, it was believed that Brian Walsh dismounted Anna Walsh and discarded her body. Walsh told investigators Anna Walsh, a 39-year-old mother of three, took a car to the airport around 6 a.m. New Year's Day. But prosecutors say there's no record of that ride. Instead, they say blood and knives were found in the couple's basement. And that just hours after Anna Walsh was last seen, Brian Walsh made a series of chilling Google searches on his son's iPad, including 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you ever needed to. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Can you throw away body parts? And can you be charged with murder without a body? Prosecutors also say Walsh bought $450 worth of supplies and cash, including a hacksaw, towels, and cleaning materials. And that surveillance cameras show him lugging heavy bags to at least four dumpsters. Investigators say some of those bags have already been incinerated. They have not found a body. Prosecutors say they did find bags containing towels, a hacksaw, Anna Walsh's COVID-19 vaccine card, and the purse and boots she was last seen wearing, as well as DNA from both Anna and Brian Walsh. Pamela Barty, a friend of Anna Walsh, called the evidence hard to hear. I knew from day one that something horrible had happened and I didn't want to believe it. The truth starting to unravel, and that's painful. Brian Walsh, who is being held without bail, pleaded not guilty with his next court appearance scheduled for early February. His attorney tells CBS News the evidence against him is not strong and they intend to win in court. 
Nora. Nancy Chen, thank you so much. The other big story making headlines tonight is in New Mexico, where there are new details in the case of a former Republican candidate accused of being the mastermind behind the shootings at several Democratic lawmakers' homes. 39-year-old Solomon Pena made his first court appearance today, and he was ordered held without bond. CBS Scott McFarland reports on what police found in the suspect's car. Well, we are on the record on Solomon Pena. Solomon Pena, once a brash, outspoken, self-proclaimed MAGA Republican political candidate who'd claimed election fraud, said nothing in court late today. You will be held without bond until that hearing. When a judge ordered Pena to remain jailed. Pena faces 15 criminal charges for allegedly leading a conspiracy with four accomplices to spray bullets into the homes of at least four Albuquerque area Democrats. The arrest warrant affidavit says he intended to cause serious injury or cause death to occupants. Pena had previously confronted two of the officials, aggressively urging them to overturn the election he'd lost for the New Mexico State House in November. Tonight, CBS News has learned police are now investigating a possible fifth shooting incident at the private Albuquerque law office of State Senator Mo Maestas on January 5th. It was just surreal. I'm literally, you know, within minutes of reading the news article about my colleagues, there's a shooting outside my office. It was just surreal. Pena was arrested by an Albuquerque SWAT team Monday, initially getting their break after police pulled over one of Pena's alleged accomplices in Pena's car and found guns, cash, and 800 fentanyl pills inside. Police believe Pena met one of his accomplices during a seven-year prison term he served for running a burglary ring. New Mexico State Senator Linda Lopez was one of Pena's alleged targets. Bullets ripped through her 10-year-old daughter's bedroom, debris falling on the girl's head. What have I brought on my family? I still am wondering why me, why us? Solomon Pena lost his 2022 election in a landslide, but up until his arrest this week, his social media feed was littered with false election fraud claims. And one of those leaders Pena allegedly targeted said election denialism is a threat to democracy and to the safety of public officials. Nora. Some details. All right, Scott McFarland, thank you so much. Let's turn now to the war in Ukraine. Officials near the capital city of Kyiv are investigating the cause of a helicopter crash that killed 14 people, including Ukraine's interior minister and at least one child. President Biden offered his condolences today to the grieving nation. CBS's Deborah Pata has new details from inside Ukraine. In a country already reeling from trauma, anguish once again filled the air in Ukraine today. Within seconds of the helicopter crashing, flames enveloped the site as panicked residents fled, not knowing if they were under attack. This kindergarten in Brovery, just outside Kiev, had prepared its kids for the possibility of a Russian missile strike, not a helicopter dropping out of the sky. Fuel started pouring into the classroom, said Mikola Antonov. My clothes burst into flame, but I managed to put it out and go and find my son. Little Vanessa had to be dragged to safety through a window. The impact flung debris across the neighborhood, embedding the helicopter's rotor blades in a nearby apartment block. Filmed this morning flying in heavy fog, the aircraft was carrying the Minister of Internal Affairs, Denis Monastirsky, and his leadership team to the front line. Everyone on board was killed. 
The minister is the most senior Ukrainian official to die since the invasion began. At the Davos Economic Forum in Switzerland, Olena Zelenska was seen holding back tears when she learned of the crash. Her husband, President Zelensky, later addressed the conference via video link. Ten hours ago, a tragedy happened near Kyiv. And led a minute of silence. We don't know what caused the crash yet. The security service has now been brought in and is investigating everything from possible mechanical failure to sabotage. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you very much. Well, there are new developments in that tragic Nepal plane crash. The U.S. State Department revealed today there were two U.S. citizens and two legal permanent residents among the 72 people killed in the crash over the weekend. Investigators have recovered both the flight data and the cockpit voice recorders from the Yeti Airlines passenger plane in what is Nepal's worst air disaster in 30 years. Tonight, new details in that Idaho college murder case. A just unsealed search warrant is giving us insight into what investigators took from suspect Brian Koberger's apartment, a computer, receipts, and some reddish-stained items. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. The records show that investigators seized a black nitrite glove, the dust container from Brian Koberger's vacuum cleaner, about a dozen possible human hair strands, an item with a dark red spot, and a stained mattress cover, plus a pillow showing a reddish-brown stain. The documents do not say what testing on those items revealed. What investigators would be looking for is anything that directly ties the offender to the crime scene. Any item of physical evidence that might have some type of DNA on it. In the search warrant, officers say, based on the locations of the suspect vehicle and the suspect's phone immediately following the murders, it is probable that Koberger went home after the killings. And it is likely that he still had blood or other trace evidence on his person, including skin cells or hair from the victims or from Kaylee Gonsalves' dog. Koberger is charged with four counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of students Kaylee Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Zanaker Nodal, and Ethan Chapin on November 13th. Police have yet to identify a possible motive. These documents are being revealed as Koberger's defense team prepared for his next day in court, which won't be until June 26th. Tonight and for the foreseeable future, Ryan Koberger remains in a Moscow, Idaho jail. Nora. Lilia Luciano has been covering that case for us. Thank you. Back here in Washington, embattled freshman lawmaker George Santos is facing new accusations that he stole money from a disabled veteran who was trying to get life-saving surgery for his dying service dog. Well, that's just one of the latest revelations about the admitted liar. Here's CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns. Despite growing calls to resign, George Santos has secured seats on two congressional committees and the backing of House Republican leadership. We're fielding calls in the office already. But calls from CBS News to his district office in New York, which still has his predecessor's name on the building, were forwarded to a neighboring congressman. Is he in a position where he can't show his face in his own district? No, he hasn't shown his face since the election, and I don't think we're ever going to see him. Meanwhile, extraordinary stories about Santos continue to surface. 
I knew I was being scammed. Rich Ostoff, a homeless veteran, says Santos helped him raise $3,000 for his dying dog through his pet charity. But Ostoff says he never got the money from Santos, with whom he exchanged these text messages. And his dog died six months later. Diminished my faith in humanity. CBS News also spoke with Santos's former roommate, who claims he stole his Burberry scarf, which Santos later wore to a Stop the Steal rally. I saw that video and I just like, yeah, not very happy. And there's this falsehood on his campaign website. Santos claimed his mother was in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Yet a federal source told CBS News her immigration documents show she was in Brazil at the time of the attack. In any other profession, can you imagine someone like George Santos being allowed to keep his job? Absolutely not. For a whole lot less dishonesty, uh, they would be driven out of their positions and, and, and nobody would feel bad about that. And today in Brazil, a judge asked Santos to respond to a criminal fraud case against him. This stems from a 2008 incident in which Santos allegedly used a stolen checkbook to make hundreds of dollars of purchases while he was living in that country. Nora. Hmm. Kaylin Huey Burns, thank you so much. Well, tonight, Microsoft is the latest major tech company to cut costs by slashing jobs. The software giant announced it is eliminating 10,000 jobs, or nearly 5% of its workforce. The company said the layoffs were a response to a slowdown in customer spending and in anticipation of a potential recession. Amazon, Twitter, and Facebook's parent company, Meta, have all announced recent job cuts. Turning now to a growing crisis in the nation's schools, overwhelming school lunch debt. According to the USDA, more than 9 million children in the U.S. are food insecure. CBS's Meg Oliver goes in-depth on what happened after the federal government's program providing free meals expired in September. Here you go. What are you getting, cutie? At Makefield Elementary, a FIFA Benjamin serves up hot meals and lyrics for the little lunch crowd. Dogs and bologna, hanging with my home. These kids are family to me. The Pensbury School District in Yardley, Pennsylvania, has more than 9,000 students. 30% qualify for free or reduced school meals. Are kids coming through this lunch line with trays full of food and no money in their account? Yep. You guys want cheese? A new study okay. shows school meal programs are at risk with rising costs and supply chain issues. You want some peas, sweetie? How high is your student lunch debt? Uh, at the moment, it's $65,000. Why is it so high? I think families are having to decide whether they are going to pay their electric bill or pay for their students to eat meals. Kimberly Steffi is the director of financial services for the district. They're fortunate to have private donors pay their debt, allowing them to provide free breakfast and lunch to every student. If you're in a district that doesn't have these great donations coming in, what happens? Those districts will have to take resources from their general fund to pay for the debt. Nationwide, student lunch debt tops $19 million. Some districts are so desperate they've resorted to lunch shaming, offering a cold sandwich instead of a hot meal if they carry a balance. School nutritionist Lori Atkins is urging Congress to permanently pass free school meals for every student. There are definitely some kids that are going hungry because the families aren't applying for benefits. And we're really concerned. Okay, pound it out. Would you ever be able to turn a child away no. who was hungry? No. Just like turning a family away. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Yardley, Pennsylvania.
Tonight, the hunt is on for an arsonist who targeted a Planned Parenthood clinic. That story is coming up. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Prosecutors in Santa Fe, New Mexico say they will announce tomorrow whether criminal charges will be filed in the deadly shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's Western movie Rust. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed and the film's director injured by a live bullet fired from Baldwin's prop gun. Baldwin in October settled a wrongful death lawsuit with Hutchins' family, agreeing to have her husband finish the film as an executive producer. Baldwin then sued crew members who handed him the loaded gun. Tonight, police in Peoria, Illinois, are searching for an arsonist who torched a Planned Parenthood clinic days after the search, after the state rather, enacted new laws protecting abortion rights. Police say the suspect driving the pickup truck seen right here tossed a fire accelerant through a window. No one was inside the building during the attack. A firefighter was injured trying to put out the flames. There's important news tonight for people who use intermittent fasting to control their weight. The findings of a new study next. In tonight's Health Watch, a new study cast doubt on the weight loss benefits of intermittent fasting. Researchers tracked the eating, sleeping, and physical activity of nearly 550 adults and found that intermittent fasting wasn't associated with weight loss over six years. Scientists concluded that limiting large meals and cutting calories was more effective than skipping meals. All right, the historic ceremony in Maryland today. That story's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It was a historic day in Annapolis as Wes Moore was sworn in as Maryland's first black governor. Moore was introduced by his friend and campaign supporter Oprah Winfrey, who was an anchor at our CBS Baltimore station WJZ in the 1970s. Winfrey told Moore, I trust you. I trust your vision. I trust your leadership. Moore, a 44-year-old Democrat, was sworn in using two Bibles. One was his grandfather's. The other belonged to famed abolitionist Frederick Douglass. Moore is only the third black person, all men, to be elected as a governor in the U.S. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.